welcome to your spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. I am so glad that you are here. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Hannah, your spiritual BFF. Uh, I'd really like to talk to someone or something, someone, someone special like you. I'd like to talk about something special um, being that today on the day of my this recording um, is Mother's Day here in the United States. And um, I have reflected almost every Mother's Day <laughs> since my spiritual awakening, uh, specifically about talking about this topic that can be challenging to talk about, especially on a day such as Mother's Day. And that is our relationship with our moms or mother figures and what's called the mother wound. You may have heard about this. You may have heard it called even the sister wound, the mother wound, the father wound, so the mother wound specifically is in relationship to our mothers or the mother figures in our life. When you hear the sister wound, that's more of our relationships to women in general, friendships, not just your sister, um, like the mother and father wound are more um, rooted in those root relationships and challenges or issues um, surrounding the challenges with our actual parent figures. The sister wound is going to be around um specifically our relationship with females. Again, um, maybe we see them as, you know, maybe can, can sort of be intertwined with the mother wound, but I'm going to talk just specifically about our relationship with our mothers with this episode. And um, what inspired me to even talk about it was today being Mother's Day. I was, you know, just reflecting again, as I do every Mother's Day, of just how my relationship with my mother has grown. And I just, I have a relationship with my mother now that is much healthier and a much better place um, for me than it was even just, you know, even just last year or year before that, but specifically, um, you know, reflecting on my relationship with my mother in the past. And I talked about it a little bit on Instagram over Hannah Johnson coaching in my stories today. And I just got a lot of responses of people saying like, wow, can you talk about this more? Like, I don't feel like enough people talk about this and are the complexities with the relationship with our mothers, the mother wound and being a strain, you know, strain, strained relationships with our parents or estranged from our parents. Um, especially when you're doing the healing work, especially when your spiritual awakening happens and you start realizing like, oh, those relationships with people, whether it be a parent or otherwise, weren't normal or weren't healthy or weren't um, what I deserved. And so there are so many phases, it's almost like moving through the phases of grief, right? Where you you have this acknowledgement or you might deny it. You're like, no, 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 that was normal. I hear a lot of people say that. Like, yeah, like they'll tell me a story about something, you know, horrible that their mother had said to them even recently or in the past. And then they gaslight themselves. They tell me the story and then they go, well, it wasn't that bad. You know, that's just the way she is, or that's just how, you know, she is. That's how her grandma is. You know, my grandma was to her. She didn't mean anything by it, but that's just how it was. Or it wasn't that bad. They'll say that to themselves, downplaying the pain or the trauma or the 
the strain, the, the crack in the relationship at that moment or that situation actually created. I hear a lot of people doing that. So it's that denial phase of grief. And then there's even the stages, you know, of grief where you're in like deep anger. And that's the place where I feel like I've come out of in the past four years is we often, after we get through that initial, we're not gaslighting ourselves anymore. We're not, we're no longer um, saying like, oh, it wasn't that bad. You know, some people have had it worse. I hear that a lot. Like, okay, even if I wasn't physically harmed by my mom, say that's your situation, but maybe it was more verbal or maybe it was mental or maybe it was emotional or neglect, whatever it might've been for you. Um, you'll say like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Somebody else had it worse. She, well, she, at least she didn't do this. It could have been worse. Right. Um, and then we tend to start, once we get through that phase, it's kind of that acknowledgement where then you're pissed. You're like, what the hell? Like blaming, I call it blame. Like you're blaming everything on your parents. And I was in that phase, I will say for a quite a while. And a lot of it um, came to the surface for me, thankfully, my processing journey, my healing journey through therapy, um, which I am such an advocate for. Uh, in a way that works best for you. Um, And I was just constantly like, oh my God, every little thing that's coming up for me, it all goes back to my effing parents. (laughs) And if you're a parent, you're thinking like, oh my God, I probably screwed up my kids so bad. Listen, we all, like they all have, okay? (laughs) But I had that thing for a long time was like, I had a bone to pick. I swear, like every therapy session, every week, a new thing was coming up that I was like, can you believe my mom did this? Can you believe my dad did this? Can you believe how terrible they were about this? Or how the choices they made or what they said to me then. And it, but it was a part of the process. I'm not saying don't do that. And I'm just letting you know that it is a part of the process to be in this blame. I mean, is that a stage of grief as well? Like blaming things on the situation. It's a stage of grief moving through something like with the mother wound. So I really, and then moving in maybe, and it's always not linear. I want you to know that it is never linear. Just like I know grief, there's the stages of grief and finally you're supposed to get to acceptance. It is not linear. Grief is not. And this working through the mother wound or any relationship with anyone is not linear. So just wanted to remember to remind you of that as well. There's not step one through three. And by the end, you're suddenly in acceptance. You have a lot da 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 relationship, great relationship with your mom. <laughs> um, okay. Centering myself to come back to what I was saying. So the blame piece. So I was in that for a very long time. And um, then I got really angry once I started realizing like putting the puzzle pieces together or maybe seeing how even I would have done it differently had I been the mom to me, right? Um, you start putting yourself in those the, those shoes and you're like, oh my gosh, I would have done it differently. You're like, why didn't she know this? Or like, she should have known better, some of that. And then that's what created rage, anger, hatred, um, fury in me. And again, it's part of the process. And what happens, guys, when we get to these like certain parts of this process, we sometimes want to turn it off because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel natural, especially if you grow up religious. You know, one of the Ten Commandments is honor your father and your mother. For me, admitting any kind of feelings beyond respect and love and appreciation for my parents felt like a betrayal to them and to God. That was really difficult for me. 
it was really difficult for me to get over. Once I moved through that, again, that's something I did with a therapist and something I did with myself over time. I was then able to begin moving through these things. But it was, like I said, every time you get to a new level or a new part or piece of the journey, um, there might be some resistance to that or discomfort to that. Like it doesn't quite feel right or normal. And that's why I want to have more of these conversations, uh, whether it's through here, talking through the podcast with, you know, talking specifically to the mother wound and talking about that, what that looks like, ways that you can begin that journey and healing for yourself and that relationship with your mother, if that is your desire. And also talking about it on Instagram, you know, I've been really hesitant to talk about this. I'm going to say in quotes publicly, because I didn't want to be disrespectful to my mom and not that she listens to this or has anything to do with, you know, my business or, you know, watches me over there, but it has been on my mind to talk about this with folks. And so I do it privately with my close people and actually with clients, you know, this is coming up a lot with clients. And the more that I talk about it with close friends and clients that it's coming up for, I feel everybody taking a deep breath. I really do. I feel like people, like even me right now, and maybe you're feeling the same too, of like you, you're feeling more seen and acknowledged and understood. You're understanding yourself better now. You're going like, oh, I'm not the only one. You know, I've, I see, especially on Mother's Day, we see all these very like hallmark ways of marking the day and honoring our mother and letting them know like how much we've appreciated them. We're grateful for them. Or you might hear things like best mom ever, or my mom's a best friend. That's just not everybody's journey. Um, and whether your mom is still here on this planet or not, or we're talking about a mother figure, we're talking about a stepmother, whatever that looks like for you. I just want you to know that I don't just mean the person that gave birth to you. Um, whatever that dynamic looks like for you with the person that was in a more mother role. And if there was an absence of that, I'm still talking about that here too, because there's still a wounding there. If you're experiencing, not everybody maybe experiences this, but if you're experiencing hurt or a wounding or like a rawness about this piece with this the mothering piece whether it was present or absent in your life maybe at different times too just know that I'm talking to you as well okay and I want to be very inclusive when I have this conversation about this piece so then for me the anger started coming up and being really angry at her angry at my mom for the choices she made for the things that she said, for the things she did and didn't do, for the choices she did and didn't make, for the way I was brought up, for the way she, you know, forced things or didn't make me do things. Um, And that's when the anger was allowed to come up. And yes, I allowed it because I did it for a long time. Again, it felt like disrespectful felt disrespectful to say like I hated her in that moment that was one of the most freeing moments for me when I was able to admit that in a safe place with my therapist and say those words you know I always saw I don't know if anybody resonates with this I mean I grew up in a pretty authoritative household I would say Uh, my parents were divorced I had a stepfather as well at the age of 10 my parents divorced when I was about five um and then yeah my mom remarried when I was about 10 um so in that household, it was much more authoritative um, with my mom and stepdad in that household. And then my dad was just, it was just a different dynamic. We won't go there today since we are talking about the mother wound. Um, okay, center yourself, Hannah. Get back on track. 
sorry. Uh, get back on track with what you were saying. <laughs> it literally went out the window, guys. Um, la di da di da. <laughs> okay, now this is when you guys know I really I don't edit any of my episodes. <laughs> it's stream of consciousness, and I allow these things to channel through me. Um, but let's just let's just go back anyways. It's okay. I can't remember exactly where I was going with that piece, but it will come back. But um, the anger piece that I was oh 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 I knew what I was gonna say. Going back to the authoritative household, like I would watch Disney movies or you know on Disney Channel, say not and and things like that, or you know like little TV shows and things, and I would see like parent pee and like kids like yelling at their parents or like saying I hate you or like sharing not just like harsh things like that, but like sharing their feelings with their parents, and I just realized like I didn't really have the space to do that, and there were so many times where I just wanted to like even slam the door in my household, but again like that would not have flown uh, in the least. So I often found myself stifling a lot of my feelings. Now I'm not saying my mom should have let me like be truly disrespectful and hateful and horrible to her um, and say nasty things to her face all the time uh, or slam the, the doors or punch holes in the walls or anything like that. Okay. We're not going to extremes here, but there were so many times where like I wasn't able just to simply express a distaste or a frustration or an annoyance or again like sometimes like hatred or fury or um, anger just a simple feeling such as anger I know it doesn't feel simple because many of us again we're not allowed to be um, even angry and so what happens when we do this when we're not allowed to express our feelings whether that's by slamming a door um, yelling saying how we're feeling having space held for us we bottle these things up we bottle them up, we push them down, we put them to the side. Um, you know, I would go as quietly as possible into my room, <laughs> although I know they could probably feel my energy being like about to blow its roof off and close my door and just like, like as quietly as I could be angry, you know, by punching the bed or like hitting a pillow or yelling into a pillow or turning on like angsty preteen music. <laughs> um, and things like that. And then I was finding other ways, honestly, to like act out outside of the home, um, with these things of more like rebellious nature. And it just like was not a healthy way, um, because I wasn't able to express those feelings. So I just want to remind you of that too, that, that, that piece will come up for you as well in this journey. Um, so again, I was in a relationship with a a therapist that I I felt safe with and I've been working with this piece for a long time. And she helped me understand that like part of me not even wanting to talk about these things or admit the things that happened between me and my mother specifically were like appropriate to talk about because of this piece of like feeling like I'm disrespectful or like I truly wasn't allowed to. So it's almost like if I do, I'm afraid like I'm going to get got or I'm going to get in trouble or something. Um, so even talking about this can, is very stretchy for me, as I like to say, it's very expansive and it's not easy, but I just appreciate, um, you hearing a little bit of my story, but the whole point in talking about this is including over on my Instagram for on Mother's Day. And I hope to continue this conversation is to help more people feel acknowledged and seen and understood. There's just so many people when I get down to talking to them about their relationship with their mom, because a lot of times our, our childhoods come up in session with me, whether it's, you know, during an energy healing, it's not always, but sometimes 
And I would say more often than not, because I do a lot of inner child work with people too. Okay. So those things are going to come up and it's really important for us to be able to move through them in a way where we feel safe to acknowledge the trauma, the pain, the hurt that was connected to those relationships with our parents or parent figures. And if you're not allowing yourself to do it, just know that there's so much you are stifling that you are pushing down under the surface. And I like to describe it like this to my clients. Imagine all these emotions, all these things in the past, these pains, these traumas, these hurts, especially connected to relationships or situations in the past. Imagine them as beach balls filled up with air and you're holding them underwater. Have you ever tried to do that? (laughs) It's not easy. What does that balloon, what does that ball, I'm sorry, want to do? come to the surface and you've only got two hands. So you're holding two underwater, but maybe you've got 500 moments in time, (laughs) emotions, situations, traumas, pain points, relationships. There's no way in hell that you could hold them all underwater. So they're all going to start popping up. And if you ever really tried to hold one underwater, even with both hands, and if you barely let go of it or the water kind of gets in between your hands or whatever, and it's slick, it shoots out of the water up into the air and it can be really disruptive. Our emotions, the things that we're suppressing, our situations, the relationships, the pains, the traumas happen the same way trying to hold them underwater. I hear some people describe it like spinning, spinning plates on a stick, right? Like, like you might see in cartoons or something. And then the plates come all crashing down. I like the balloon metaphor better because even if you notice how, if you've ever tried to hold a a ball underwater, it takes a lot of effort to do that. Imagine how much effort you are expending, how much energy you are expending, how much time, how much percentage of your brain, of your nervous system, of your subconscious, of your energy, of your precious, precious time and um, heart that you are using to suppress. And imagine if you allowed those to gently come to the surface and deflate each one of those as you process them. Imagine how much more time, energy, mental space, energetic space, emotional space you would then have. That's freedom. That is freedom. That is inner freedom. And that's the inner freedom that I talk about so much um, when I'm talking to clients or people that's considering working with me or on my website or just on my Instagram or even on the podcast when I talk about like freedom is like the number one thing for me. It's not just my time and freedom, my financial freedom, my freedom to be myself, my my authenticity of the freedom in that way, the freedom in my physical life or anything like that, but it's the emotional freedom. It's the freedom uh, from the chains or the suppression of your past. It's the freedom of relationships. It's the freedom to express yourself. There's so much more. I like have so much more energy now and it's not taking up as much brain space or emotional space in me now that I've been able to work through this piece connected to my mother. Now, here's the other thing too that I want to talk about this with this is that I realized through again going let's go back to the grief process. Um when I was able to move through a lot of that anger, once I was able to really move through it, allow myself to feel it and process it, not just feel angry and get stuck there, allow that energy to move. And again, did that with a therapist. I've also um, done that through breath work several times when things have come up and I've been able to breathe through it and release it and have a huge healing release through my nervous system with breath work, which I have a recommendation for you. Masha K, that's M A. S-H-A-K-A-Y, Masha K on Instagram. She is a beautiful breathwork instructor and she holds monthly breathwork sessions. I highly recommend you check out a breathwork um, 
uh, whenever I feel a buildup of things like this, uh, I will just sign up for a breath work and it is virtual and it's magical. You can be anywhere in the world. Um, and she is so beautiful the way she explains everything and takes you through it. And uh, it's always just so interesting how the theme of that breath work session tends to line up with what's been coming up for me. And even if it does that, you're still getting huge benefit out of it. It helps you move things that are coming up in you. And I've had times where it was so pleasant I was just like, oh my gosh, yes, I just feel like revitalized. And there's other times in a breathwork session where I felt like, oh my God, I'm moving so much anger. Like I could scream and I would grab my pillow and scream beside me in the middle of a breathwork. So much rage and hatred and anger coming up through me. That's processing it, allowing it to move through you, move it out, allow yourself to feel it 100% so it can be gone. If these things are coming up in you guys, that means it's ready to move through you. It's, it means it's ready to be processed and released. It's ready. That's why they're coming up. It's ready. So uh, through that, again, they talk with my therapist, um, through moving my body in general, I've been, you know, felt called to go on a walk and then suddenly I'm running as fast as I can because I feel like just like this heat rising in my chest where I just want to like scream out to just burst out because I can feel again like anger or rage or um resentment coming through me as well. And I need to move it. There's so many ways of moving. I've seen, I've done this myself, yelling into pillows, screaming into pillows, beating the shit out of a pillow. I've seen people do it with tennis, tennis rackets, beating the shit out of pillows. Um, again, in a safe way. I've also broken sticks. Like there's so many ways to help you move big emotions like this in a way that feels safe to you and also allows you to hold space for yourself. So Moving through that piece, um, a lot of people even call it like sacred anger work. I've done a lot of this work with folks as well. Like when it's coming up with people that I work with, being able to help people move through that or give suggestions just like I did, but a little bit more guidance and handholding with it so that you feel you have, you know, someone, even myself, um, in place to support you as you move through it. And also to like, let you know, like, hey, this is normal. Like again, normalizing this very conversation of relate the, you know, people that don't have the best relationships or a relationship at all with their mothers. Um, again, I'm just talking about this so that we can acknowledge this because I think the more we acknowledge it and talk about it, cause it's really not talked about. Um, and I wish I would have seen more people talking about it cause I felt so alone. And so uh, there was a lot of shame for me of having these feelings towards my mom because like I didn't hear people talking about it. It was that very like hallmark way of talking about our moms um, in general. And I was felt like guilty and shameful and just like bad, um, about it. So talking about it more, I just hope gives you an opportunity and a permission slip to move through this piece for yourself so that we can heal. Not so we could just sit around and be talking shit about our moms and blame our moms on all the crazy things that have happened in our lives or the painful things or the trauma or just how bad of a mom she was. We're not just sitting around sipping our coffee or tea, just shit talking, right? Although that was, again, a process for me as well with my therapist, thank God, and with several close people close to me. But also it's about bringing these conversations to the service ultimately so we can heal from them. Ultimately, so we're not spending so much of our freaking precious time and energy and emotions holding this space and suppressing it all because we could be so much freer. We could be doing big shit in this world. We could be healing other people. We could be having a nice relationship with our mom, a healing relationship with them, a healing relationship with ourselves if we're not taking so much time, energy, and holding so much space to harbor these things we've been suppressing for so long. That's why I'm having this conversation. And that's what I hope you've gotten out of this is a few steps to help you on that journey and a few um, 
moments of acknowledgement and just me holding space for you wherever you are in your journey with your mom or that mother figure in your life or the absence of that um, relationship in your life. I just hope you felt like really seen and heard and given been given a permission slip to work through this in your own pace, in your own way, at your own pace. Um, personally, after I moved through that anger piece, again, it won't be linear, but I realized that's when I actually started seeing that I had compassion for my mom for the first time, which was very different for me because <laughs> we'd had, you know, a different relationship for 10 years at this point, almost, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. About 10 years. And, you know, when I was in college, I put a lot of, I was able to put physical distance between us, thank goodness, because I was, I moved out right after high school and that helped a lot, but there was still a lot of attachment. There was zero boundaries. There was still a lot of toxicity, um, in the way that she would try to encroach on me and my boundaries and the way she would try to communicate with me and, and hold things over me and be really controlling. So I then realized like, I have to put more of the physical space in between us. So, you know, there was, there was me making a conscious choice that I just, I'm not going to have the relationship that I really want with her, which would be to be close and to be healthy and to feel safe and to feel understood and to feel, I was going to say loved, but I always felt loved by her, but it was like almost overwhelming to be loved by her at this point in my life because she was grieving me leaving the house, but she was not expressing that in a mature, healthy way. And I was, um, like truly being tortured by it. It was just horrible. And then as our relationship evolved, because I put time and space and emotional space, physical space, all the things in between us and independent, more independence, um, I had to begin prioritizing me versus like the way she was feeling. So after I did that, that really, really helped. And you know, that I would go home for like breaks and guys, like I would just be miserable. Like, cause winter break, you know, it was like four weeks when you're in college and then summer is like what, two or three months. Oh my God. So I did everything in my power sometimes to not even go home. So that was the point in our time where it was very estranged, uh, our relationship and, you know, we weren't talking about it. Okay. Like there was no language for me to put to this at the time. Uh, but I could see that I was putting a lot of dis. Now I can see that I was putting distance in between us so that I could begin like finding some independence. Yes. But also like working out, like what the hell did I just go through for the past 18 years? And like, like when because my relationship with her wasn't always like that and then I realized like some of it was connected to you know the father wound and you know between my father and my stepfather and then also just like being a child of a emotionally immature adult um that's actually a book that I recommend for anybody that's going through this um let me get the exact I think that's the exact title is um children that's what it was children of emotionally immature adults. That's the name of the book. And when I first saw the name of the book, I was like, oh my God, this feels like wrong for me to even like be looking at right now. But I was like, but wait, like, I think this is me. And then that really helped me guys, that book. I highly recommend it if if you're someone that's moving through this piece and want ready and wanting to go down um, the healing journey for yourself. 
with it. Okay. And then I started feeling feelings of selfishness. So, you know, I'm I'm nearing the end of my college career. I'm starting to feel more and more selfish for prioritizing me, prioritizing my healing. I'd started going to therapy around that time as well. And starting to realize like how much of a toll my relationship with her took on me, how much space it took up within me and the guilt and the shame and the 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 resentment and just also like the grief because I wanted a different relationship with her you know she was my mom and again it wasn't always like that like I had memories of when I was younger of just like wow if it could be like that today but it just it just wasn't that's just the reality of it and then I moved abroad um with my then boyfriend who's now my husband and that was also very very difficult um because she you know in a way she was losing me again because I was moving to Europe and um, it was, it was very challenging. And then I moved back and again, like we were in, still had that space. Cause I was about an hour, you know, I lived an hour from her and, um, you know, she would call me with certain things and it's still encroaching on boundaries. So like, I just decided, like, I thought, you know, as an adult, we could suddenly have a better relationship. No, there were years of pain and, and resentment and trauma and just like difficult relationship. So I was very naive to think that'd be a thing. So I opened myself up a little bit when I moved back here and got and got a job right out of college and was about, again, about an hour from her. But every visit was just like so painful for me. And I realized, you know, I talked about this with my partner as well. Just like, I can't, I can't, you know, it needs to be holidays only and it needs to be on my terms. So again, that it felt very selfish for me to do that. But I've come to realize like that's actually just prioritizing yourself. Um, and it's not necessarily selfish. And why do we see selfish as a bad word anyways? <laughs> um, and I would, I would have people tell me, even people that, you know, like a, a, a new therapist or a friend would be like, Hannah, I've only known you for a few years, but you're like the most self- selfless person that I know. So if it requires you to be a little bit selfish to move through this piece, you fucking need to and just know it is not selfish, even though it feels selfish to you, especially for my impasse and highly sensitive out there or people pleasers. Hello, hello. Raise your hands. People pleasers, listen up. <laughs> If you are feeling like something is selfish, it is probably not at all, but because you're used to people pleasing, it's going to feel like the most freaking selfish thing you've ever done. (laughs) So acknowledging that perspective you have of what is and looks like selfish, but if a friend came to you and was sharing with you the exact same thing, who you know was a beautiful selfless person um, that was compassionate and loving and had... um, people's best interest at heart and told you the same thing that they were contemplating doing, you know, the thing that you're contemplating doing, you would probably have a completely different perspective. You would say, oh my gosh, you should totally do that. There's nothing selfish about it. So talking to yourself as you want a loving friend here is, is, is a beautiful practice as well. Moving through this, especially like you're deconditioning yourself with like, whether it was, you learned it through religion, your parents, your family, just old generational bullshit. Um, I have, you know, a couple clients that I talk to about this all the time of like, we, you know, blood, you know, blood, family forever, or just like blood is the most important thing or whatever they say. I don't even, I don't even know. It's just like such bullshit because it just gives people permission to be assholes. It gives people permission to continue generational trauma. It gives people permission um, to not acknowledge or examine their behaviors. Are they toxic? Are these healthy? Is this normal? Is this healthy? Um, is this how we all want to be acting towards each other? And I notice it again, I don't want to like hate on the religious piece about this, but it was a huge part of my journey and realizing like, 
oh, that's why I felt like I could never acknowledge my feelings or my pain connected to my mom specifically is because I was afraid that God would be upset about me because it's not being respectful. Okay. So there's those pieces as well. Again, this could be like very nuanced and complicated, but I, I want to decomplicate this so that it is talked about and acknowledged. So again, that we can create deep healing about this relationship within us. Okay. So the kind of the last thing I'll say about this piece, um, and just a glimmer of hope as well, after I got through this piece, the anger piece and started seeing my parents, you know, we're talking about the mother wounds. So let's talk about my mom and, and how I began seeing her as a person with their own pain, a person with their own trauma, a person with their own unaddressed wounds, uh, suppressed wounds and feelings and moments. And we sometimes forget our parents, our family, whoever raised us, had a life of their own like 20, 30 years before we came into the picture. Like they had shit that went down. It is not giving anybody an excuse. It is not excusing anything they've done. I need to say that as well. It is not excusing any of the shitty or harmful or traumatic or abuse. It is not to excuse any of that. But so if you're not at that point, I hear you and you can just roll your eyes at this part. But just once I was able to move through again, these like stages of grief through healing my relationship with the mother wound and my mother and myself, I was at this point, like towards the, the, the shimmer, the glimmer of hope piece of like, wow, maybe I can't have a relationship with my mom, question mark, because I felt things shifting in me, moving through the blame, the denial, the anger, the resentment started creating shifts within me where I wasn't as triggered anymore. I was healing things on a really deep level with things that have happened with my mom through inner child work, through shadow work, through energy work, through therapy, uh, through breath work. I was able to help me process. It was one of my tools through um, journaling. It was one of my tools, inner child work, one of my tools through these things to help me heal and process. I realized like our relationship began shifting. I was not telling her I was doing any of this. I was not telling her exactly what I'm doing. And I'm doing this inner child work thing. And I'm hoping we can work on our relationship together. Like, no, like I was not saying any of that to her. But similar to, to, to doing your healing work just in general about things, you know, everybody's our mirror. So we talk about this in shadow work a lot. So say, um, you have a lot of people around you that feel, uh, oh, let's talk about selfish. Okay. You start noticing like you have a bone to pick with selfish people. Like they are just the worst to you. You're just like so triggered by it. You're so annoyed by it. You see them everywhere. Like it's just like really up in your face. That is a mirror for you to start diving into what does selfish mean to you? What in you are you suppressing? What shadow piece in you that's connected with the selfishness are you denying in yourself because it is controlling you? It is controlling you in the background, under the surface, even though you are suppressing it. But it's coming out through other people and you're projecting it. Okay, so even just that example there, it's the same. So when you start healing that piece, the selfish piece, and reintegrating it and reaccepting it into your life and bringing it to the light instead of letting it hide behind you in the shadow and in that backpack back there, just pulling the strings on certain things and making you judge people that are selfish and all the things. You're able to bring it out to the light, take a little back, look at it, examine it, and reintegrate it back into you 
because we're not just the light aspects of ourselves. We are the dark and the light. (laughs) Nothing is good or bad. It's the meaning we make and we put on it. We learn from us as a society and we reintegrate this selfishness piece, this selfish piece. And we're able to go like, oh, that is me. They're me and I am them. What I see in them, I also see in me. And accepting those pieces and it softens it. And there's less judgment. There's less trigger. There's less um, reactivity to it. That's when you know you really started fully integrating these pieces back to you. And through the inner work that you're doing, any kind of healing work you're doing, you're, you're, even if your focus is not specifically the mother wound, but say it was connected to your mom, you like trace back its origins, its root. Cause that's what I do with folks when I do inner child work and shadow work, especially through the inner glow up program. I do one-on-one with folks that is, I'm all about getting to the root. That's where it is. It would be like pulling weeds and just pulling off the, like the leaves on the top that you see. No, you got to get down there. You got to get the root so it doesn't come back. So it's not to overtaking and controlling things, right? So I'm really, it's really important to me to get to the roots of things. And a lot of them are where? In our childhoods. <laughs> it is, they really are. They're in our childhoods. And we are not blaming our parents at this point. Although if you're in that point, blame away. You got to move through that shit. Do it. Get it out of your system, okay? Go for it. But we are an adult and we now get to be responsible for what we are carrying around, what we are choosing to believe and what we're choosing to, yeah, like schlep along with us and carry around and the weight and on our shoulders and what's in our shadow and, and the pain and the trauma, right? So like you are an adult that has complete control now over what, how you choose to live your life and what things you choose to um, believe and bring along with you. So this is, this is the work, right? So say you're working on that selfish piece and you're, you're finding some reintegration with it. You're not as triggered or judgmental about it. And your mom maybe was the most selfish person, you know, or maybe that's a judgment you've had of her for a long time or a lot of examples where she was selfish. And suddenly you see her next time you choose to, or you speak to her on the phone and you finish your conversation. You're like, Holy shit. Like there was nothing selfish about the conversation. Like you didn't see that her it's because there wasn't a projection from you projecting that piece onto her even if you see her being selfish say that that's not the case and you're like hey that's bullshit my mom is still selfish or narcissistic like whatever kind of way you've chosen your experience of her rather you still that integration back into you you may not be as triggered you can see it and see it for what it is a wounded adult an immature adult an adult that did not have the love and compassion and care, an adult who has not moved through their trauma, an adult who has not done their healing work, an adult who is in pain, an adult who is incapable, unable, or choosing not to look at the reasons why they are the way they are. And I say that again without judgment, but it was a way to bring compassion to our relationships. And that's where I was able to, I never had that point of view until last year in 2021 that I began seeing my mom as an adult who had her own pain and trauma and life before me and unprocessed trauma and completely dysregulated nervous system and things that I will probably never know happened to her and in her life before I was born. And while I was younger, you know, our parents don't give us all the nitty gritty unless they did, which is also a boundary thing. And probably contributed to some some trauma that we, we've had with our parents maybe oversharing very adult things with us when we were younger. But seeing it through that lens does give you a lot of compassion. 
And that was the point when I was ready to start working on forgiveness. And I know forgiveness can be so difficult. Some people hear that word makes their skin crawl. That was me seven years ago when I first started my spiritual awakening, when I first started digging into processing and admitting and acknowledging my trauma for the very first time. Again, instead of gaslighting myself and denying it, I began processing it and I was like, no one fucking tell me that I need to forgive anyone in my life. Y'all can all fuck off. Like that was exactly my attitude towards it because I was so not ready. And somebody telling me, you know, whether it was for a book or podcast or, or whatever, tell me that like, you know, this is for forgiveness work or whatever. My therapist said something to me once and it changed the game for me. She was like, forgiveness is not for you. I'm sorry. Forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. It's not excusing any of the shit that they did per se. It's to allow you the freedom so you're not carrying it around. Um, She also said to me that really changed my perspective, um, like holding resentments and grudges and not forgiving people is like um, taking poison and expecting the other person to die. When you're choosing, um, when you're not ready yet to forgive someone for whatever, you're the one carrying that around, right? It's really no consequence to them directly. Again, it's that like you're drinking poison and expecting something to happen to the other person because it really does poison us from the inside out. It causes dis-ease in the body, disease. It does. So once I was ready to do the forgiveness work, it was amazing. It was. And again, I want to provide a glimmer of hope to you here. And again, I was not doing any of this with my mom. I I actually know some people who begin doing some of this work with the parent that they're doing the healing with, which is amazing and awesome and very inspiring. But like that just was not my journey. Uh, My mom was certainly not ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. I mean, we would never do that. But I know some people that do that, which is cool and all. But again, having this conversation to acknowledge that that's not everybody's journey and that it's okay if yours doesn't look like that. It's okay if you don't talk to your mom. It's okay if, you know, you're still in that blame stage. It's okay if you're still in that rage and resentment and you, you know, you're choosing not to have a relationship with her or you're choosing not to pick up the phone or you're choosing not to go for holidays. Whatever that looks like for you is okay. I see you. You're here, which means you are on your healing journey, which means you are on this journey to self-awareness and healing and really prioritizing this relationship with you coming back into your full whole innateness your your innate worthiness your innate fullness your innate wholeness and that is magical that is brave that is courageous it's not selfish in the way that we think selfish it's selfish in the way that so many of us have been so selfless and have given so much of ourselves over the other over the years and chosen to prioritize other people besides ourselves given so much of ourselves away that we're calling those pieces of ourselves back we're creating boundaries we're creating healing we're prioritizing our fucking selves we're ready to step into being somewhat selfish so that we can be the most healthiest happiest full, complete, whole versions of ourselves. We're not ready to continue perpetuating generational trauma. We're generational trauma breakers. That's a big fucking job for yourself. Remember, you're not doing it for anybody else but yourself. But guess what gets to happen? And what I have seen happen, and I'm a testament of it, my relationship with my mother began to change. Not just with her, but I saw her changing. Guys, I don't know how it happens. I I truly don't, I say I truly don't, but even just that example I gave back with 
shadow work is when you start healing these things within yourself and reintegrating them and reclaiming them so they don't hold power over you, you're not noticing it as much. Or even if you're noticing it, it's not triggering you. It's not activating you. It's not upsetting you. It's not latching onto you and siphoning all your energy and, and making you upset and, 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 and you're moving on for days and days and days and you can't get out of the loop. It's not sucking you anymore. And anymore. Because there's not like an energy center for it to plug into on your body because you have healed that piece. It is no longer within you to be bothered by it because you've healed it within yourself. You've reintegrated it within yourself. And yes, it comes in layers. And so if you're not able to to be at that point where you're like, holy shit, that thing my mom used to do, that selfish misbehavior doesn't trigger you anymore. Maybe it triggers you even less than it did two months ago. That's fucking progress. Hell yes. Let's celebrate that because that is progress. That is amazing. That's proof that you're doing the work. That's proof that you're prioritizing yourself. That's proof that you are breaking generational trauma and patterns. So I began seeing changes in my mom with her, not just my relationship with her, but within her. And I was like, what? They told me this would happen. I didn't believe them. Because I didn't believe she would ever change. And is she 100, you know, 180? No. But the things that used to prevent me from having a relationship with her as my mother, from seeing her and having a more safe and loving and connected relationship versus fearful or upset or um, true like negative feelings, that all softened that all began to change because I was willing to do this work and examine the mother wound and move through it, get the tools and the resources and, and, and get people to support me with it. And I speak to my mother now. We have conversations on the phone. We text. I see her on the holidays. Now, does it mean that it's always super easy and la-di-da and amazing? No, but I've spent more time with my mom, you know, one-on-one than I have in years I don't avoid time with her like I used to. Um, I had a great and somewhat difficult relationship uh, conversation with her this time last year. Actually, it was last summer, twenty twenty one, where I was able to have a healing conversation with her. And that was a choice I made through a program I did called Boston Breakthrough Academy. It was incredible. If you have questions about it, I can I can answer them for you, but. I did this program called Boston Breakthrough Academy and it was helping me to examine those things in my life that I was ready to shift and change and unbeknownst to me, my mother stuff came up again, another layer of it to go deeper to like create real freedom for myself, again for myself with this piece and I through the exercises in, in the program, I was able to move through a lot of the, again, the, the, the stages of grief in a deeper way than I had been over the past few years, just in this weekend session with Boston Breakthrough Academy. And then um, they were encouraging us to have healing conversations. and But it's about being 100% responsible and, 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 and choosing to move through the relationship with where you are now instead of from a place of the past. So I called her and had that conversation and, you know, we were both in tears and I know for her, it came out of nowhere, you know, (laughs) she didn't expect me to call on a Saturday and have this conversation and me saying like, I could be 100% responsible for my, my place in my part in our relationship over the years and for right now. 
And what I'm choosing is for us to move through, move from now on. I am choosing, again, being 100% responsible for me. Mom, I am choosing to approach and have a relationship with you from where I am right now. Not from all the things that happened years ago. From right here, right now. And what I, how I'm going to choose to show up is this. And I was able to like really lay all that out there, bear my heart and say what I needed to say and let her know that I loved her and just to let her know like that's where I was going to be coming from, from now on. And not saying this is what I'm doing, like what are you going to be doing or her, do, do I expect the same from you? But no, being 100% responsible for me and me only. And she was able to meet me there. You know, again, there wasn't the like the mutual language that we had, but she was just so grateful that we had this conversation. It was a healing conversation. We cleared a lot of the air and it's not like we went into every single detail of every single thing, but it was very healing to open up the space for that and be able to move from this time, this place forward, no longer backwards, no longer with the baggage of the past because I had healed that within me. I had chosen to move through that and it was not easy and it was not in a weekend. I say I did this, you know, Boston Breakthrough Academy thing in a weekend and have this conversation. This is from years of working through this. Um and that's what I hope for other people that it doesn't take years and years and years and years for somebody to work through something like this, which is why I offer even this podcast episode, which is why I even offer this acknowledgement and these tools that I'm, you know, mentioning all throughout the episode to support you if this is something that's on your heart has been coming forward to you or something that you wanted some hope with um since that conversation last year you know I would say two four years ago when I got married there was a lot of healing that took place there as well which I was really proud of my mom of how she moved through you know the wedding planning and the wedding and all that with me so I she did do a lot of work with that um on herself and and that as well, which is really amazing. But again, like just through my healing work, like I've just seen so many shifts with the people in my life, like in all facets of my life. So it just like, it's just a testament. I think just my life can just be a testament to you of, and what is possible for you. I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh gosh, it must be nice. Any of that, allow this to be just to proof that this gets to be possible for you too in your own unique way. And even if you just picked up a nugget that supported you or a resource or a book or an ep- whatever it is, uh, a tool to start exploring, to start trying out, to, to research, or if you have questions about anything I've mentioned that you'd like to know more about or that you'd like um, support with, I'm happy to be that person. Again, this I wanted to have this conversation to talk about this more to normalize it, to bring up this conversation, um, and to acknowledge it so that you're, we're able to heal. That's it. That's what, that's why, that's why I wanted to have this conversation and to be more transparent about how huge this piece was for my journey. It was probably one of the biggest pieces for me was healing with the mother wound and my relationship with my mother and then my relationship with myself. And it has offered me, me, so much freedom within me, within me and my relationship with me. I can be my own best mom through inner child work. That's something we talk about through inner child work. Again, I talk about that in the inner globe program that is a one-on-one five-week program with me where we talk about inner child work. We don't just talk about it. We're working on inner child work 
shadow work and higher self-guidance and you're able to be and learn how to be your own best mother, how to go back and heal things um, from your past, from an inner child perspective and be the loving, safe, confident uh, adult that you'd wish you had. And that is so deeply healing and that is a huge tool that I offer to you through having this conversation. But if this resonated with you, um, I just I just really want you to know that I am, I see you holding space for you. I love you exactly where you are with this piece, exactly where you are in this relationship with this journey. Maybe you're just being introduced to this concept. Maybe this is something you've been struggling with internally. Maybe this is something you've been working on for some time now. I hope there's been a piece of this episode that has given you um, some permission, some licensing, some acknowledgement, some love, just holding space for you. And you've seen a part uh, you know, seen some of yourself and myself because I see so much of me and my clients and the people that I speak to and my listeners that reach out to me and yeah, the people I work with. And that's why I think it's so important to start having more of this conversation um, so that we could ultimately heal and create freedom within us for this. And if the relationships with the people around us blossom and shift in response to it, like that's the cherry on top. And I see that over and over and over again. So it's none of those people putting tendencies, people pleasing tendencies where we're doing this work to help someone else to do X, Y, and Z with their relationship with their mom, their dad, their partner, their brother, whoever. But it's about coming back home to you and the things around you start shifting. It's actually quite magical in how it works. (laughs) Uh, If you're in the beginning of this journey and you don't believe me, that's okay. I didn't believe it either when people told me that you would start seeing the people and the physical manifestation of your internal work physically manifesting outside of you in the people in your lives and in the way your life kind of unfolds. But it's so true. (laughs) It's so true. So I hope you take that as a glimmer of hope. And thank you for being here. Thank you for holding space for me as I share part of my story and I continue to have these conversations as to share more about this with folks. Um, I've never really listened to maybe only like a podcast or two about this topic or a book or so or just like this concept. And so I'm sure like I've explained it in a different way than maybe a psychologist would or someone else that has a more in-depth way of going about this. But like I'm an expert in my situation and in my experience. And that's like the, the kind of the foundation of my entire business and my entire way of moving through my life of just sharing these things, uh, what's worked for me and what's been a part of my journey to pass it on to someone else. So it doesn't have to be so lonely or difficult or challenging so that you have exactly what you need when you need it, when you're moving through it. So save this episode if it resonated with you, because you'll, you'll hear something, you'll pick up pieces of the puzzle, your breadcrumbs, as I like to call them during each and every time you listen to this or hear a topic, whether it's about shadow work, inner child work, or, um, healing the mother wound. And I'm just sending you so much love wherever you are. You can reach out to me anytime to have a chat or just to share something with me or ask me a question at hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com and you can find me on Instagram by the same name, Hannah Johnson Coaching. I really look forward to hearing from you. I hope this finds you well and I'm just sending you so, so, so much love. I'm turning my Reiki on just for a moment. I'm just going to be silent for about 20 seconds and sending you some Reiki love. If you want to be open to receiving that, you could do so now.
Okay. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.